Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. All right. Hello and welcome to the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is Dr. Dave Pinonis, your host. Hey, we're continuing our conversation of belonging and healing uh, with my guest, Tracy Tracy from DNS Healing Center. Woo. You know, yay. So, what, you know, the thing is, when we talk about sticks and stones can break my bones, but words could never harm me. To me, that's just partially true because words matter. Um, I think words can be harmful um, in people. For, especially for people in need of belonging, and even if they don't need, they don't have a need for belonging. I think words are can be harmful. Um, and so, for me, the word that always shows up is the N word, which I think is a harmful word. And I said, no matter if it ends with A, you know, I don't just don't want to personally. I don't want to continue to prolong the use of a word that has been used to dehumanize my family and community. Um, and, you know, other people may have a different opinion, but uh, that's where I stand and I'm sticking to it. What about you, Tracy? What, right, what, what word what you... rubs you the wrong way? <laughs> that's what you feel and you're sticking with it. That's right. It's all about that. You know, I don't know if a word rubs me the wrong way. I think it's the intention behind the word that mm. gets me, you know, or, or who it's coming from. because. If somebody off the street calls me something or says something to me that I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're having a bad day. You know, I got a little bit more empathy and compassion for them. But if somebody who loves me and is part of my space where I feel like I belong and they say something, that probably hits deeper than any, I mean, the N-word, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just numb to it. I've heard it so many times. It's like, what the f ever, you know, <laughs> it's just right, like, right, right. That's not my issue that you calling me that or that you think right. that that's your issue. Right. So yeah. but but when someone says or, or or has some meaning besides something that loves me or say that say they love me, then that that hurts. That that, that affects me. I, I could totally relate to that. So I was, I was reading something from MIT recently, and, and in a, a study that they did, they were talking about, you know, we crave relationships in the same region of the brain that we crave food, right? That's belonging. And we experience social exclusion in the same brain area that we experience physical pain. Um, so what I'm thinking about is like, you know, language is very powerful and we can use it to divide us, unite us and, and sharing the same language builds camaraderie between individuals and it helps and supports a shared knowledge base and words used. So what language can be used to encourage more belonging, in your opinion? That's a lot. I know it is. Right. Um, yeah. What came to my brain immediately is the language of love. Mm. And I guess that what I mean by that is when you and, and we don't always do this because we're not always in a place to be conscious or mindful enough to do it. But speaking from the heart, as opposed to, you know, waiting to hear what someone's saying, being present in the moment, you know, all of those things that we talk about in mindfulness, being present in the moment, taking a breath before you respond, and then respond from a place of love, 
that's what came to mind for me. It, it makes, to me, it's that simple. And in order to respond from a place of love, we may have to feel that we've been loved and we are loved so that mm. we can give and receive it. And I guess that goes back to that belonging, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I love the fact that it, love is one of my favorite words because my translation of it is very biblical in, in the sense that mm. I'm talking about being patient and kind. Yeah. And if I could bring those two aspects of uh, my humanity into the conversation, um, into the environment, the space, then, you know, that's the work that, that we need to do to, to help to encourage belonging. Like, so for this year, my word for 2022 is kindness, mm. right? And, and so that's going to be the mantra that I'll be chanting all the way through December 31st of 2022. All right. Know? So I can always remind you when you're being a, 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 a butthead, <laughs> I can go, kindness. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. You could always bring it up Deal. and, and <laughs> I, I will work my way back into um, the great plan of being kind. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be I, poking I can... you with the same thing. Do, do you have a word that you want to, you know, claim for 2022? I mean, if I had to, I haven't thought of it. I haven't thought of it in the context of having a word to cling to for the year. Mm. Um, I don't not, know. Not embrace? I, yeah, I... <sighs> I guess it's the other word, maybe patience. Okay. Because I think I, I may have been wired with an overabundance of patience. And that's something I always continue to have. Grace, you know, mm -hmm. grace and patience with others. So maybe patience for self. Well, you need both, right? Right. Yeah. Just like you need love for self, love for, to be able to love others. You need patience with oneself to be patient with others. I, I yeah. mean, it's so interesting that um, we have to give, we have to give something to ourselves. So, so we know what the experience is like to give it to others if we can. I mean, how else are we, right? <laughs> and then that's the hardest thing for a lot of people is to give them, treat themselves with kindness and patience and grace. You know, and, and our behaviors aren't always clean and they're, we respond unconsciously to a lot of things and we don't know how that's affecting other people. And part of all of that is that being able to hear from other people how my actions affect you with patience, with kindness, with all of those things. Yeah. As well. Yeah, because shit, we're human. Yep. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 always a, a journey and a, and a thing. Yeah, we're probably will come up with an AI that's capable of doing all of that stuff consistently. Oh, I know, I know, I would get that response back from you. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> I knew I would. Yeah, you know, with, mm -hmm, patience. I'm having patience. patience with you. Yes, <laughs> patience. So I, I want to, you know, I've been thinking, you know, the, the language of, of belonging is, to me is a, a tone of inv invitation, yeah. right? This voice of acceptance and maybe a sound of empathy. And I was just thinking about 
you know, some of the language that I may have used with my kids and at times where I had to go back and apologize. Oh my God, I'm sorry that I've traumatized you and, you know, maybe not make you feel like you belong. Um, and so <laughs> I'm going like, you know, thinking about the language that I've used with my kids at time um, and, and, and how also, you know, cause there's two sides of it, right? There's one side of it where, we're helping them to create this stable sense of identity so that they become capable adults. And then there's the other side of it was where I've used those language that I've, I've, um, I've had to go back and apologize. So I'm thinking about how could we, or how would we introduce language that help people to find their way forward, right? Because to me, it's building that stable sense of identity, enabling them to become capable adults um, is part of helping them to find a way forward. You know, so, so what do you think? Yeah, I want to just applaud what you said. And I think that's something that needs to be highlighted and needs to be validated is that when we harm our children in some kind of way, when we say something that is hurtful, that we go back and apologize. Yeah. And as parents, we don't feel like we need to apologize sometimes because we're the parent, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's really difficult to hear that from somebody we love and we've we've made so many and work sacrifice has such a negative connotation, but like love sacrifices there. We've we've made so many um, allowances in our lives to provide space for these beings that we're responsible for that when we harm that being, it's so difficult to hear it from them because they may not always have a language to share with us that they've been harmed. Right. And it may come off and out of the way that we are not ready to hear it. And then we, as parents go, we're the authority. You're not supposed to talk to me like that or something, you know, that kind of garbage. Yeah. Instead of just being like, wow, this, this little person's human, maybe little, but they're human. And to have that space of respect to be like, shoot, I messed, I mean, that was really jacked up what I said, or I, my response was not what I really meant, you know, those kind of things and really apologizing. So I applaud that because not, that's not a regular thing for us to hear that parents apologize to their children. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I would say sometimes in the type of family that we may have grown up in and, and how our parents were affected by their upbringing, you know, they're, you know, I, I grew up in the West Indies and I keep telling people that you grew up in the West Indies, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the language there could be harsh sometimes right. from parents right. because, right. I, and over time I've learned that it's, it's a sense of, of a form of protection, mm-hmm. right? And, and, mm-hmm. and because they're like, oh my God, we have come through this trauma of slavery and, 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 you know, all of the other negative things that, that uh, comes from that, that it's a sense of protectionism yeah. with some of the harsh language um, that, that in a way they're thinking about how it helps move you forward, right? Mm-hmm. Preparing yeah. you for the, the rough gets, world. Right. So that gets to the, back to the, the other part of that. And how do we support people to help them move forward? Yeah. And because of certain backgrounds of people, and experiences and ancestral legacies and Ugh. how we've 
and because of and and I get because you said slavery, I can go in that space, right? Because of the slave experience, there's also learned behaviors that we've gotten from being enslaved that we transfer into our systems in our life with harsh language and corporal punishment and things like that. Yeah. So from that survival space, we feel we're really helping strengthen our, our offspring to get out into the world, to be able to handle stuff, which is about that, right? That protectiveness. When with all that loving stuff that comes with that, that needs to be equally as stressed as yes. the other stuff. And, and yes. I think that's where some of that, how I can help move. Like if we're talking about our kids, right? How do I keep that discipline thing going yet let them know that I love them no matter what. And I'm, I got their back. Yep. And I, th- this might sound a little hokey, and, and this is something that's just in pop culture that I'm going to throw in is about the love languages, mm-hmm. right? If you yep, know yep. your 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 child's love language, then maybe that is a way to help them to begin to have ownership, to feel like they belong to themselves and they can belong in the community. Yeah. And that can maybe help support them to move forward. Yeah, because one thing I always say to my son, right, you know, um, is, is that, look, I've loved you from the day that I saw you being born. Mm-hmm. And I love you to this day. And I just give him a big hug and say, no matter what you do, no yeah. matter what, yeah. no matter what you say, right. you know, just know that, you know, I love you from the deepest core of who I am. So, yeah. yeah and, and to me, just that in, in terms of wherever he's stuck it helps to move him forward. You know, and I'm just going to add to that because we live in such a world that's so visual and yeah. no matter how you look, yep. I'm yep. going to love you. Yep. Right. Yep. Because physically we could that really, and I guess I'm saying that more as a woman because of mm-hmm. how much pressure is put on how women are supposed to look and how we, you know, all the things that society puts on to us as attractive, right? Yeah. And no matter how my child looks, I'm going to love them and let them know that. Yeah. Right. In addition to as a parent, right? There, there's that fine line of I, I, I really love you, but I want you to be healthy too. You know, we do yeah. that thing in our brains, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I get that. So, you know, yeah. I'm glad you put your earrings on. So, you know, no matter how you look. So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. right? Ex- exactly. That presentation. Yep. Yeah. And here I, I am plucking at my hair, yeah, you know, I hear you. all the things. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. So in our workplace, you know, I, I think that shared language enables us to build a sustainable community that's welcoming. So I was thinking of quoting Adam Grant, and he said, a workplace is a community, a place where people bond around shared values, feel valued as human beings, and have a voice in decisions that affect them. So to me, where we're talking about culture, you know, and I'm, so I'm saying, what are some ways that language helps to shape culture um, that enables belonging? 
Yeah. So I was just going to backpedal when I said, uh, no matter what you look like, I just want you to be healthy too. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. had nothing to do with, with any type of anything except for psychological health. Right. Right. All that. Cause you can look at a person and be like, Ooh, I don't know if you may look a little depressed or something. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I mean by look, not nothing okay. physical look. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or health. So the, the language to help shape, I mean, is that that pop, you know, that hokey bullshit, positive affirmations and, and oh, come on. saying things that'll gas somebody up sincerely yeah. though. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, are you blowing smoke up my ass? Are you gassing me up just to get something or is it right. really sincere? Yeah. Right. And, and since we're talking parent child, it's important to let your children know that what they're good at, they're damn, damn good at. Yep. And, and if it's in their pocket, it's in their pocket. Yep. Right? And not to doubt that. And even the things that they aren't good at still freaking try them. That's yeah. okay. And it's okay to not be good at something. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's all yeah. about what you learn. So as we, you know, as we're trying to shape this culture, right. With language, I, I think it's such an important um, aspect of, you know, where we live, where we work, um, you know, the whole community aspect of it. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, you know, what ways, you know, what language could we use to help build up our culture um, in, in such a way that it's, you know, we have that tone of, of, of acceptance and, and the tone of inv- invitation and voice of acceptance. And there's empathy, you know, that we walk in there and you go like, you, you have that, um, that song from Friends. We want to go with everyone knows your name. I'm being hokey, right? Oh, <laughs> you <culture>. mean, <laughs> no, that's not Friends. That's, that's cheers that's cheers yes yeah, you're right cheers. <laughs> it's like it's cheers that's right it's cheer, right it's cheers right you think of that song in your mind every time i want to go with everyone knows my name right and so that is a language that's helping to shape a certain culture right in in cheers so you know how's that coming across in 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 your world or in your mind of, of what language we could use to build that up more, you know, I mean, besides yeah. Norm sitting at the end of the bar, you know, <laughs> give me a beer. <laughs> hey, Dave, that's what we're doing. You yeah. walk in and everybody says, Dave. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, you know, I mean, you, we, we all know this inclusivity, right? Yeah. That, duh. Yeah. But I, I think, and not just the feeling of, but the language of, right? So yeah. you, you come in, you go like, I'm Trey, what's going on? Big hugs, you know. Um, you know, it's like lovely earrings. <laughs> okay, enough with the earrings. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and they don't match. I don't and, know if you uh, know. I this. didn't even know that. Right. This one's smaller than this one because I lost each pair. Ah, opposite, now I can right. see. Now I so can I'm see. I'm just wearing them together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I think there's some cool stuff going on. I was just thinking about you know to Steve you know the, the other day and um, allowing uh, the the your son's bandmates or friends to come hang out at your crib, right? Yeah. And to to me, what was that language all about? I could just imagine what Steve was saying to them to, to shape this culture. Like, hey man, it's cool. You belong here. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I wonder what he was saying to them. Did he tell you? Yeah, I don't even know if it was the language. It was the feeling. It was the mm. vibe. It it's was the, vibe. the yeah. It was um, they got they got here and no one was home. Mm. So we let them know how to get in the house, and young dude went and took a shower and set off the smoke alarm. <laughs> It was hilarious, wow. right? Yeah. So, so he texted us and he was like, I set off the smoke alarm, blah, blah, blah. And we both just responded laughing because mm. it's something our son has done often in the past. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it was, I, I think it was just being able to be for him to text us and be like, oh crap, this is what I did, or communicate with us instead of through our son. Right. In order to navigate how to do what they do. You know, so it was, I don't even, it was a vibe. It was, a, it was, it was our son or both, both of our children know them, them even extending that to their friends was already yeah. in the language that mm-hmm. you belong. It's accepted. It's, it's, it's all inclusive. And they were from all walk shapes textures of the world right and there were six of them six. and yeah there were six so bedrooms basement everything was sleeping quarters and I cooked you know all the meals and nice. it, it was just really I don't know if we said a whole lot to say it was yeah it was a feeling it was you come in my house and you make yourself at home that's beautiful because that just walks us right into the next topic about the power of nonverbal communication. Yeah. Right. That yeah. that there's a signal of love. We're talking about patience and kindness yeah. in in an abundant way um, that is widely available to all. So all of the understanding, right? Yeah. That you know that is said in silence need no words. Right. So when I when I'm thinking about nonverbal communication. Um, Let's talk about how does that signal that, you know, you belong here, right? I mean, you, you, we kind of just touched upon it with, with those six beautiful um, creative people, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, just the laughter, right? The laughter alone itself. Oh, my gosh. The conversation <laughs> around the kitchen table, yeah. you know, and this isn't the first time we've hosted some colleagues of his. So it's just kind of a... If, if our children refer them to us or they stay yeah. with us, then we they know and we know that it's all good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so for the, sure. The, the, the nonverbal, it's that openness, right? Yeah. And I'm sure it's also tone and pitch too, right? Because, it, you know, you guys didn't shriek at them. <laughs> you, right. This probably was nice and calm. Oh, that's okay. Um, Let me tell you how you could solve this. Right. Right. Well, no, I don't know if I, well, maybe I did some of that. So. (laughs) No, I can hear you. What? You did what? (laughs) Well, I think in, in, in the past, I mean, this is something I've had to, this muscle I've had to grow Mm -hmm. because in the past, my house, I was very protective of my house and, and pretty anal about, how you move in my house and what happens within that space. And there are still some guidelines that I have, right? Yeah, I know. But not, shut up. But I'm not <laughs> as, as, as 
I'm much more open now, not as rigid as I was, but I had to grow that muscle. And I think that's important to say, because if we, if it doesn't come natural to us and it's a problem for other people, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have to examine what's making us do those things so that is, is it, we decide if it's something we want to adjust or if we're going to really stay steadfast with it. And that is a nonverbal thing as well. Yeah. Right. Because if somebody comes into your space and you're nonverbal and I do this with clients and, and, and a lot, if it's, I mean, we know the arm folding thing, right? When we just fold our arms and if I'm standing here with you and I'm doing this and we're talking, I am so disinterested, right? That's a nonverbal. Yeah. But if I'm here and I'm engaged and I'm there and I'm open to what you're saying and as older people, I guess, because all of this is multi-generational, we may need to be more mindful of listening instead of coming off as I know because I'm older. Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah. that all that nonverbal stuff comes across in facial expressions and body language. And I mean, yeah. Yeah. Roll your eyes, Tracy. I, you know, <laughs> I Love have it. done that a lot with yes. you. I yes. will admit in our interactions. <laughs> well, because we know each other so well that we, we get to be like who we are with right. each other. Right. right. Yeah. And then how do you respond to that? Right. When I roll yeah. my eyes, you roll yours back or you're like, yeah. whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that, and there's that belonging because we feel as if we belong in, in community with each other. Yep. We yep. can do those things. And then when there's conflict, we can talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of belonging, right? Of being able to create that space. Um, And so looking at the flip side of that now, it's like, how about nonverbal communications that we make people feel like they don't belong? You know, that's another another aspect. And I've noticed sometimes, you know, it's, it's where I am not giving them my full self. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I'm partially in, mm-hmm. right? I'm I'm not fully in, and then mm-hmm. my head is turned somewhere else, mm-hmm. uh, and so um, it, it's some of those nonverbal communicational signals mm-hmm. that you know I like to hear more about us just to explore. What are some of those things that that really get people feel like, oh, geez, I better go somewhere else? What does that make the person feel like? How, how, how does it make you feel when you walk into a space? How do you read if you belong in that space when you walk in? How do you read if you don't belong in that space when you walk in? Well, I, I could tell you just from working in, in the tech space for a very long time, right? I mean, man, I used to live in Wisconsin, Wisconsin. You know, and, and uh, being a, an African-American man from the Caribbean, um, walking into a, a space where I'm like the only black person in this software company, you know, you get the looks, you get the cold shoulders, you get all of that, mm-hmm. you know. And so you pick up on the vibe that like 
you really shouldn't be here. You don't belong here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I know what that's like, right? Mm-hmm. Just having those experiences, not only in Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. also in Chicago and mm-hmm. California and all over the, the United States that have had those experiences because, you know, it's just like, hey, hey man, what are you doing here? You know, we don't mm-hmm. have many of you doing the kind of work that we're doing. And this is really for us. So you don't really belong here. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So what about the subtle, the more, not that that's not subtle, but what about the times where you may feel as if you belong and then something happens that makes you go, huh, I guess I really don't. Mm, Well, those subtle stuff are like crazy, right? Um, But, and and how it shows up. So it's interesting. Sometimes you're like, in you know someone invites you into a social setting outside of work right or and you're in their space and then you hear the whispers you know you kind of like inadvertently on the opposite side of a wall and you hear the whispers that are coming at you about like what what i can't believe they feel this way about me i thought we're cool and you realize that we're cool really you know Yeah. yeah so you know that shows up or even in terms of withholding information mm. in, in your workspace right hoarding information for power mm. right? i mean it's, it's just another form of nonverbal communication that makes you feel that you don't belong so yeah i mean it's many experiences with this yeah and how do you navigate that right how do you work with because you have to build up some kind of armor to that uh, so that it doesn't shit cripple you so that you can keep moving forward like what we're talking about yeah you to keep moving forward how do you how do you navigate that you know i i think my sense of belonging growing up in a space where i was always encouraged okay right and and um where it was always encouraged to like hey man be the very best that you can be and no matter what you know the sticks and stones could break my bones but words could never harm you is kind of the language that I learned growing up. Okay. Right. So, Hey man, go out there and be the very best. And it helps you to build up what I call the id, your ego. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, and that id has been a a great source of protection against some of that negativity that you may run into. Right. And and so that's just the work that, that has happened over the years. I, I believe that if I'd grown up in a different space where I had to endure some of this negative harshness all my life, mm-hmm. it would be different. But mm-hmm. I grew up in a space where that wasn't the case, mm-hmm. right? I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. I talk about um, knowing my, my uh, what I would call like knowing Speedy George, who was a police officer, but you know, yeah, <laughs> who would come and like, and, and talk to us about different things when we were kids, you know, knowing, right. you know, the governors and, and people of, of color that makes you feel that, hey, you know what? I could get to that level. And I could be damn effective no matter what, yeah. and, and in spite of all of the negativity. So that has been helpful to prepare me to deal with the nonverbal communication, even the verbal communication that um, people won't want you to feel like you belong. You know? Yeah. So that's really good because it sounds like from your experience, you've had people who look like you in power positions. Yeah. In important yeah. government, city, yep. even company wide 
positions because of the area you grew up in. And I think even more important, your teachers. And teachers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think, well, you think about it, you know, a third of your day as a kid is spent with your teachers, right? Right. And your peers. And and I think that was essential. Even the, the first experiences in Catholic schools with those nuns, yeah. but you still also had a great mixture of what we, what they call, you know, lay teachers, right. Who are not, mm-hmm. who were teaching in, in, in all Catholic schools mm-hmm. um, that gave us a, a different sense of who we are. Right. That is really interesting because I, I feel that parallel because I went to Catholic grade schools and we had teachers that looked like me. Yeah. And it was like, when I hear about, because I was a, a college professor for many years. And one of the, the inquiries that I would ask my students or one of the questions is, when was the first time you had a teacher of color? And for both black and white students and yeah. not just black and white, but for many ethnic groups, I was their first teacher of color. And this is college, right? We're talking, you're an undergrad in college in freshman, sophomore year. First time you've come across a teacher of color. And and I could see that. I I could see that, you know, especially where you live, right? Right. You know, where you live makes a big difference, right? That's centering space. So that, Um, that is really beautiful to hear that you had that experience so that you could build and be able to flex that muscle when you came into spaces where you weren't quite accepted or somebody was talking about you on the other side of whispers that you heard. Yeah. And I know this isn't, I don't know if we're getting into that, but I would be really curious to know what those whispers said, what, what was being said, right? <laughs> you know, like, no, but it's interesting. So some of the whispers is like, I don't know who the hell he thinks he is. What you know? He's a blah blah blah. You know mm. the N word with mm. ER instead of A, um, and, and blah 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 about this person. I'm going like, what is that all about? Wow. wow, you know. But you build up your armor. You build up your armor to be able to to sustain some of that, and and yeah. it still could be har- harmful to you, right? Because oh, over absolutely. time, yeah, you keep getting all of that dumped on you. It starts to like chip away at your armor. If you don't have a space to replenish that, that place of belonging, um, right. it's really hard. Right? right. Which goes back to that home life where we started yeah. and, yep. and how and, and family of origin and the family you've made yep. in your world at that point to belong there and to get that love. Because what we think, you know, psychologically is if the job is shit, that can be handled if everything else is going supportively for you. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to get into how much is good and how, you know, what's well and what's not well, but yeah. supportive, right? If, if you've got supportive home life and relationships and all of that and work is crap, it's a bit easier to balance. It's still, a, you know, a thing, but yeah. it's a bit easier to balance. But what we know is that many people have a shit work life and a shit home life. Oh, yeah. Right. And and that is a lot. Well, they're not getting the goodness that they need. Right. Right. You know, which is the language of belonging, this tone of invitation, this voice of of acceptance and, you know, the sounds of empathy. 
yeah. that, that we need to, to sustain ourselves. You know, right, and compassion. Yeah, oh, compassion yeah. from others for yourself. I, you know, there, there's a, and, and I think you talked about this, the, the levels of what those things are, yep, like yep. pity, something, empathy, and then compassion. Yeah, right? yeah, because it, it goes from pity, I feel sorry for you, to sympathy, to I feel for you, to empathy, I feel with you, the compassion, I am here to help, right? And and really walking through those um, those levels of understanding, you know, the experience and how we could support each other. Right, uh, right. Knowing which, 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 I would say the emotions or action behaviors to, to introduce at this time for support. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like support better than help. Yeah. You know how I how can I support you instead yeah. of I'm here to help, right? Yeah. Because I think support help makes it, it it's it's a different connotation. Like, oh, you think I need help? You know that yeah. kind of thing for some people. <laughs> You're but killing me, Trace. However, you want me to support you, I'm there. Right. You know, now I need to change my mantra because my <laughs> mantra is helping people to achieve their level of awesomeness. So I need to change helping to supporting. Oh man, wow. There you go. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I I even have it trademarked. So I need oh, to go. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't have to change that. I know I don't. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh crap. Yeah. No, yeah. I it's just a different way to look at it. Right. Yeah. yeah Health implies, true. I don't know, something else besides support for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. But what else would you what anything else you would like to, to talk about the um the language of belonging before we we close out our our convo to, to for today? Yeah, no, I just, I just really, really like this whole idea of belonging. And I think the more people define what that means for them, it may be easier to seek it out. And I always want people to go with themselves first. If you feel like you can be your best friend and that you would like to be around a person like you, that's good. If you feel like, oh, God, I wouldn't want to hang out with me. I'm a whole lot. <laughs> you know, if, if that's the thing, start working on loving yourself more and belonging, feeling like you belong to who, to you, to who yes. you are. Tracy, Tracy, thank you so much. So, hey, thank you for listening to the Knowledge Show with Dr. Dave podcast. Um, our conversation today was about the language of belonging. Look, language is important to feel a sense of connection and belonging to oneself. You know, belonging is a basic human need. Yeah. Um, it's an important part of who we are and how we could find identity. So I hope this learning experience prompted you to seek to discover more ways of finding your level of awesomeness. So the Now Share with Dr. Day podcast is streamed on Spotify, iTunes, Audible, and Google Play. Um, I'm always going to give a, a shout out to my niece, Kiana Brow Hendrickson, for dropping the music for this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And this podcast is copywritten uh, 2022 by Dr. Dave Cornelius and knowledgeshare.org. So thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned for our next episode of, of Belonging and Healing um, as we continue to share our stories and experiences. Let's talk about it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have.
have some to share, no share without the day.